With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Yeah. 
excited to be doing the show. Welcome to a special edition of Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that was off the new CD, Beauty for Ashes, and that was Kelsey. And I am going to bring Shane and Kelsey into the studio, and we are going to go live with them and talk to them a little bit more about everything going on in their world. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yes, we can. How are you? Oh, you hear me? cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. And the chat room's full. And I wanted to let everyone know I'm kind of on location right now doing the show, so hopefully everyone can can hear me okay. Um, there is a chat room that's open, and I wanted to let everyone know in the chat room that if they want to listen to the show again afterwards, it will be available on iTunes and on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards. And... Um, Beauty for Ashes, this is an amazing, and you know, I'm so proud because this is the first time this has been played on the radio, hasn't it? Um, yeah, um, a little bit I of college radio. Yeah, you guys are so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, and there are a lot of people in the chat room, too, I'm looking here. So for everyone listening, um, again, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards, and we're really excited because... Um, this is a new project for you, um, Shane, and you too, Kelsey. Um, um, I think that we have Marshall calling in too, which prompted the whole interview originally because we were talking about Rock in a Heart Place, that Ken Mansfield, his newest book on a rock and roller coaster ride from rebellion to sweet salvation. And you mm-hmm. are chapter nine in this book, and it's an amazing yeah. book. And I'm going to bring Marshall on real quick. So we can talk about the book a little bit, and then I really want to focus on your music and um, what what brought you guys to do what you're doing right now. And, I mean, you guys are just ripping it up. I want to talk about what's coming out soon, too, because it's amazing stuff. Let me bring everybody right. on. Okay, Marshall, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Welcome <laughs> Marshall. to the show, Marshall. <laughs> so happy to have you here. So... Did you get to hear that kick-ass song when we opened up? Not only have I listened to it on the radio, but I've heard it several times. I I just love their music. They really, it really took me by surprise. I didn't know what to expect, but the the music is fantastic. It is, Mm. isn't it? Um, And the tracks on this, and I know that we're going to talk about what you're currently working on. I know you're finishing up some more tracks for this. I've I've got the release here and it's amazing the music on here and we're going to be ending the show with a really cool song too that first song of course obviously was called I and um, Kelsey is the writer most of most of this music and um, why don't we talk a little bit first about how the book happened um, Marshall and then um, how Shane's part was in, in so integral in this book and the story, and then how then Shane now has this amazing music with his wife, Kelsey, who's just an amazing songwriter and vocalist. That would be really cool. Um, so tell me how the book came about, Marshall. Well, you know, I had had a longstanding friendship uh, with my co-author, Ken Mansfield, who was the uh, who was a record producer. Uh, he's, he produced uh, Waylon Jennings and, and Willie Nelson and that whole outlaw movement. And then he was the uh, mm-hmm. uh, manager for U.S. Uh, the U.S. management for Apple Records. So anyway, 
we had a long-standing friendship. Ken is an ordained minister, and he just started mm-hmm. talking to me one day about all the musician friends that he had that are now born-again Christians. And I said to him, Ken, that's a fantastic book. And he sort yeah. of went, no, no, oh, no, you don't. You're not going to get a book out of me on this. And while it was a great idea, I, I think what he had, had envisioned in his head was 12 musicians, 12 managers I got to deal with. And he kind of resisted me for almost two years to the point wow. where I finally broke him down. And I, I broke him down by writing a book proposal. And, it, and I made this book proposal sizzle, and I compiled all these born-again Christians. Um, and then kind of right around this time was was when uh, Shane sort of reemerged again in the public light. And, um, you know, Collective Soul is one of my favorite bands of all time. Shane knows Me too. how much I love them. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. so it was like, oh, <laughs> this is perfect. I get to talk to Shane Evans and interview wow. him about hey, who you life. Love the Beatles or me? It's the, the Beatles, Beatles the Stones, and the Collective Soul for me. But, you know, that, that third oh, no, place is a pretty totally. high position. <laughs> I listen to you, Shane. You're so modest. Oh, my gosh. You and Kelsey, now with this new stuff, just so dynamite, so powerful. But carry on, Marshall. What were you saying? Oh, yeah, so, but anyway, I, I honestly think Shane's chapter is, is probably the best in the book because oh, he revealed the most. He revealed the most, and he was the most um, – uh, I mean, everybody was honest, but he was he was brutally honest, and uh, yeah, I know. you know I... that really comes through in the chapter, and uh, yeah, you know it, it just it just makes for a great read. It is an amazing book, and I have to tell you, um, you guys really did a great design on this too. I and I told you when I got the book, oh, I love the bookmarker, and you said <clears throat> everybody loves that bookmarker. It just makes it really nice because mm-hmm. it just does, but. Shine, yeah. I, I I love how it starts off. Shane Evans should be pushing up daisies or wearing a toe tag. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I was like Ow. I was like, Oh, this is gonna be a really good chapter. But just so everybody knows, um, in this book, um, we have um Happy Forever Mark Volman, the song of Ruth, Ruth Pointer, Brian's song, Brian Head Welch, Folk Score and Heaven Years Go By, Chris Hillman. Chasing Shadows, Sean Elfati. I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. Rock and Roll Fantasy, Rudy, Rudy Sarzo. Love is the Answer, John Ford Coley. Parties Weren't Meant to Last, Des Dickerson. Shine, Shane Evans, yay. The Right Planet, mm. <laughs> Nidra Ross. Stop Children, What's That Sound, Richard Fury. And Closer to Home, Mark Farner. This is an amazing book and i love the beginning where ken talks about you know his times with apple records and um you know when john about john lennon and about elvis and all the people that he's worked with and then how he goes into everybody's life and how he meets everyone and it's so it's so cool and shane your your chapter is pretty cool i'll tell you that i read it and it was just um you have a lot to be proud of, and you've got a beautiful life now. I mean, I know, there right? is hope. And that's the thing, people don't realize. And you know what? This is really cool because it's making people realize that, and Marcy did a fantastic job packaging and 
writing and creating this book. It's beautiful. Um, Thank you. It really is. I love the design on the front. It's got it's it's really beautiful. It's got really cool colors. I know Kelsey and I were talking about how cool this looks, and um, it's just really it's, it's the blue and really gold. A, it's so pretty and red. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Perfect colors and, together. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, Marshall, when you were putting this together, this book with Ken. And you had to edit people's parts in this book. What was part of the? Were you were you surprised at some of the recovery stories that you were reading in this book? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I knew we were, I knew we were going to get incredible stories just because of the contrast. I mean, uh, we're talking mm-hmm. about people who were on top of the world, and then um, there had to be an inevitable crash. But I guess what what mm-hmm. amazed me the most was. The fact that almost every single person we interviewed had some sort of introduction to God or, or Jesus at a very young age, and the common theme is is that they were introduced and then they and then music kind of came along and then fame pulled them away, and then they were kind of re- reintroduced after they had this crash. So I mean, everything I was worked out that. Yeah. perfectly. Yeah, it was all by design, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I was reading that. That is a very common thread in this book. And um and then uh Shane you met Kelsey and um fell in love, got married and started making beautiful music together as it says in your bio. Mm-hmm. Beauty for ashes. And um, yes. wanna give Ken's website out real quick. What is that, Marshall, so we can give that to everyone that they can go and look at Rock and well, I think I think the best one, yeah, Rock, and Rock and a Heart yeah. Place book. Dot com. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, and if anyone wants to get wants to get in touch with Ken, they can do so on the website. And, Marshall, you've written so many books. You're an accomplished author yourself. I've had you on so many times with your Steve McQueen and um, all your other books that you've written. And uh, you are just a really amazing writer. And we're also Thank friends, you. so it's, like, really cool to listen to all the different projects you're working on, I'm working on. So it's fun, you know. So oh, absolutely. So Marshall told me about you guys. Let me tell you, he's your big cheerleader here, and, I, and I've been trying – I wanted to know what Shane was doing, and then all of a sudden it just dropped out of nowhere. It was really funny. He told me all about this. It was really cool how it happened. So – this is a very important book, I think, for a lot of people that really want to know what, what happened and what could happen and how beautiful life can really be, right? That's right. So, Marshall, for every, what are you For every disaster, there's a redemption, you know, and that's that's the beauty part of it So, for me. That's really, that's, that's so beautiful to say. Marshall, what are you currently working on now? Well, I just finished um, a book with Ruth Pointer, the Pointer Sisters, and uh-huh. I'm in the middle of uh, working on, it, believe it or not, a new Steve McQueen book, um, just on one movie and and uh, photos. And then uh, I want to take a nice long break after that. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I want to thank you so much for um, bringing Shane and Kelsey into my life and Ken as well. I had Ken on 
before when, with his other book before previous to this one. And um, I want to thank Ken. If, if Ken's listening, Ken, I want to thank you from my heart that, uh, for this book because it really touches a lot of places in me that now I can understand a little bit more that I already kind of knew, but it's a little bit more of an understanding. And I think for a lot of people out there that really want to know, there's a message in this book, and the common message is really, for me, it was faith and really knowing that there's something more greater than we just have to ask for it, right? That's right. That's right. So, you know, thank you, Marshall, for doing, well, you know, coming you. on I'm the show. Well, thank you. I'm going to hang up, and I'm, I'm going to tune into the rest of the show. That'd be Yay. cool. Or do, you want me to mute, or do you want me to mute you? Do you want me to what mute you? That? You want to listen to it? Do you want me to mute you? I'm, you can listen to it live. Can you guys hear yeah. me okay? I'll, okay. I'll, yeah. be listening to it. I'll be listening to it live, but uh, as you know, I work during the middle of the day, so I'm going to just listen quietly. I up my desk. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. We well, love you, Marshall. So All right. Love you guys. Hey, Marshall, Take care. happy, happy you, Marshall. Father's Day to your well, be happy you. daddy to your dad to your doggies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. I'll talk okay, to you later. Okay, you guys too. Talk to you later. Bye, Marsh. All right. Bye, Marsh. Love you. I know. He's so great. I asked him to call in because I wanted him to talk a little bit about the book. This book is so important, and I think it has such mm-hmm. a great message. And before I think we get into your music and talking more about Beauty for Ashes, what do you want to add to um, the conversation about Rock and Heart Place um, on a personal note from yourself? What what would you like to tell our listeners? <clears throat> I think the book's very important um, for any any young person out there that, you know, has uh, dreams and desires in the music industry. You know, it's it, – when, when things go wrong, it's like they happen gradually and then all of a sudden, you know. Um, so it, it's like you, you don't see – when things are going wrong, you know – you can't necessarily see it while it's going because you're you're in such a high-paced work mode when you're on tour and recording and stuff. So, you know, it's all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, wow, you know, I've got all these problems and how did it happen, you know? And it, it's this huge weight, you know? And I think I think it's pretty pretty common amongst especially creatives and musicians, you know, people in the, in the arts to, you know, they, they want to self-medicate because they have you know, all all these feelings, and it's, you know, it's like something's got to numb that, and, you know, a lot of times, for me, I would just choose the path of least resistance, you know, or at least what I thought was least resistance during the time, but, um, you know, going back to the importance of this book, I think that, you know, every every young person or any person, no matter what age, you know, who has a desire to go into the entertainment industry, whether that be a band or acting or anything, you know, you should you should also know the cautionary tales along with all the the good tales because that's the thing about this book is there's you know there is redemption for people you know who make mistakes you know mm-hmm. you got to seek it out and find it. Yeah, that's totally true. And like, what did you find when you were doing this book? Was it easy for you? Was it was it something that um, was easy or did you have when a little I was, bit of a when I was, challenge? 
when I was working with Marshall with the book, or what was the question? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I mean, how well, did you feel? It's interesting because um, Marshall, you know, I, I started I started to kind of come out of the woodwork a little bit, but I went through like um, you know three or four years of intense like inner healing and uh, actually. I was working at a ministry, working with other other guys who, you know, were in addiction that, that weren't in, you know, the entertainment industry. But that's the thing, you know, addiction affects people from all walks of life, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, or, you know, you work at the tire factory. Um, if you have problems and you choose the path of least resistance, then, you know, chances are you're going to end up with some sort of substance problem. But, um, you know, I, I started to come out of the woodwork and... Marshall caught on to that, and we friended each other on Facebook. And, you know, he threw out the idea of this book, and I said, man, I'm all in, you know, because I've, I've got this story that needs to be told, you know, because I mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my main motivation for it was I hope somebody can read this and learn something, you know, uh, that they may, they may have that, you know, and that's all it needs. They can maybe remember reading this story and say, okay, yeah, okay, I'm in this position where, I can make a choice, you know, and hopefully having some good information or uh, something that's inspiring might help that person make make a good choice versus a bad one. Um, so that's really how me and Marshall's friendship started to build. And, you know, he came out to Atlanta and interviewed me, and I was like, wow, I really like this guy. And, I, you know, I read his books. Isn't, and, he, isn't he great? He's such a nice man. Yeah. He really is. And I, you know, so I really have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out to Marshall because, you know, it's like when I opened up uh, and, and really mm-hmm. just revealed what was going on with me and my story, it's like I, I can't even describe the kind of inner healing that has on a person. You know, it's for me, it was like, wow, it's all out there. You know, now it's, Mm-hmm. Marshall's like, let's do, a, let's do a press release. So we did a press release, and, you know, I basically summed it all up as saying, hey, you know, I went through this whole thing where, you know, I was struggling in addiction, and, you know, now I'm overcoming it. And, you know, there's power in that just for anybody, you know, that's struggling with something, just to talk about it and bring it into the light, bring healing to it. So that's the important thing about this for me. It's all about healing. Yeah, and healing is such a big thing to so many people because a lot of people really don't know. Well, not that they don't know. It's just that they don't know how, you know, to start something for themselves. And um, what recommendation would you have to anyone out there that's really struggling with addiction or struggling with some kind of thing where they feel like they really need to heal, like you said? What would you you recommend? I mean, I, I would say, um, you know, take a look at, you know, the, for me, I had to define the higher power. And, of course, AA tells you, hey, you got to reach out to the higher power. you got to know there's something larger than yourself that can help you, you know, because your, uh-huh. your problem's larger than you realize, so you need big help. You know, big problems require big help. So my advice would be the first step in that is admitting to yourself that, hey, I've got a problem, and then talking about it with someone, you know, like, because there is, there is power. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, religion tells you to confess your sin, you know, because once you confess that, you, you bring that 
what was in the darkness into light, and that's where the healing is, you know, in the light. So if you put it out there for everybody to see, you can't worry about, well, if this person's going to judge me or that person, because the truth is the truth, you know. And when you, when you speak truth, no matter how much it may hurt, uh, usually there, there's healing in that, you know. So my, my biggest advice so to anybody much, struggling yeah. is, is to talk about it. You know, open yep. up about it, and don't worry about the repercussions or the judgments involved with what you're saying. Just put it out there, you know, because at the end of the day, you can go to sleep and say, hey, you know, I told the truth about what was going on, and uh, I believe that there's redemption for what I've done, you know. So that's the first step, man. That's so true. And, you know, so many people, what the thing is, they have the fear. And I think, Kelsey, you and I spoke about that. Fear. Fear is what really keeps people from really getting brutally honest, uh, Mm -hmm. being able to admit something. You know, the fear fear takes over. It's denial. And it's fear and it, you know, but the thing is, is like, it's like being a rat in a cage or something because you're scared to step out of that cage because you've never been outside of it because you've been in this uh, problematic mode or uh, downward spiral for so long or just in the middle of a tornado that you created, you know, in your, and it's not your fault. It's something that you've, you know, become afflicted with. Um, So get that, yeah. And you, I've seen you're it. like, man, yeah. this this cage. I know everything about it, and I can really focus on it, and I know it's comfortable. But we only grow when we get out of our comfort zone, and we create our own box, we create our own cage. And if we can just get over the fear of new and better, like because there is something better, like there. I promise, and and, and Shane knows exactly this, and I think this is what, you know, really drew us to each other, is that there is something better. And if you if you just ask for it and just get real about what's limiting you and what factors in your life are the cage and just ask for the divine help and healing to get out of that box, then yep. you've, you've broken through fear. Shane yeah. has a great what is, yeah. Shane has a great analogy of fear. What is it? False evidence. Yeah, it's something that, real. You know, yeah, like during counselor training and stuff. It's you know it is really it's false evidence appearing real. Fear, fear is like uh, it's actually just a deception. You know because we really. You know, there. I mean, it's it's very real when you're when you're feeling fear. It's very real. But a lot of times, when you know, I can't tell you how many times in my life that I feared something, but then okay, I just decided okay, I'm not going to let fear dictate what I do right now. And then I just push through it, whether it was confronting somebody or confronting an issue in my life. When I when I push through that issue, I got on the other side and realized, wow, that wasn't as bad as I built it up in my head. You know, and that's the substance of the deception of fear is that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you, you can you can move through it. And I'll encourage anybody out there that's dealing with fear, you know, just to, to test your boundaries like Kelsey was talking about. You know, push outside the boundaries that fear imprisons you in. And a lot of times you're surprised at how harmless it actually was. And, you know, it's, uh, that's just part of growing. So though, true. So I mean, true. we have and problems. You know, We're always going to have to deal with so problems. True. 
Yeah. Thing is, just pushing through those problems. You know, it's like, I mean, even when my life started to turn around and I started to make better choices, I still had to deal, you know, with like my father passing away, and and that's it taught me that hey, that's that's just life, you know, you know, people are going to pass pass on in your life, and you know, it's how you're equipped to deal with the grieving part of it, you know, that usually sort of dictates the decisions you make in regards to, you know, whatever kind of emotion you're dealing with from loss, you know, so. Um, that is so true. And, you know, like the thing that my analogy, and I think I told you this, Kate, Kelsey, was my analogy for fear is, you know, it's like jumping off a cliff. You never really know how deep the water is that you're jumping into until you jump off, right? Yeah. You jump off the cliff but you and then you feel to, realize. You have to be in that yep. water to be clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you've got no, to no, get no, to the totally. water. Yep. And you can swim yeah. a lot better than you ever thought you could, you know, like, wow, I can really swim. <laughs> I can swim in this deep water. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, it's really sad. Uh, you know, there are so many people out there that don't know how to ask for help. And I'm just going to say to everyone out there, um, you know, if you are finding yourself in a place where you feel you really need help, you know, make make a call to a safe place. Talk to someone safe. Try to get some help. And, um, and there's hotlines for just you yeah. going through it. I mean, you can look it up, and it's like if you're at that breaking point, don't let, mm-hmm. don't let you know the darkness tell you that you should be ashamed of where you are. Oh, yeah, you should be proud or, that you're or, taking that step. Or check out, right, Kelsey? People totally yeah. should not even go to there. That that dark place is really bad, and you know, for the people that go to that place, it's really hard to get out of. And I know that. A lot of people don't know how to ask for help. So if you if anyone's listening today that would like to do anything, um, I can get some hotline numbers and give them out to you later. And I wanted to let you know that um, this, if you'd like to call in, and uh, I forgot to give the call-in number. It's 347-677-1036. And there is a chat room that's open. We do have quite a few people in the chat room. I wanted to say to everyone that's in the chat room, if they'd like to ask a question, please feel free to type them in there. I did put the link in there for Rock and a Heart Place, and I also put the link in there for beautyforashesmusic.com, which we're going to segue into in a moment here. We're going to lighten it up a little bit and go into something that came from came from a dark place and now is arising like a phoenix out of the ashes, which, by the way, is what the your logo, if anyone's looking at the player, the um, cover for this Beauty for Ashes is black with a phoenix. And it mm-hmm. looks like the phoenix. A white phoenix. Kelsey, I told you. Yeah, white phoenix <laughs> rising from the ashes. And it was done by Keaton Sanders, a Beautiful oh, yeah, artist. We're going to talk about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about him for a minute. Tell me no, about I'm, how you found him. It's a girl. Um, she okay. she's a very talented artist. Uh, originally, I, I believe, originally from Georgia. Um, as is mm-hmm. her whole family. Um, they're they're all you know grandchildren of Governor Sanders, who recently passed, but was a wonderful governor in Georgia, and that's where Shane and I are from. So. 
we feel very close to Georgia, and we love to use um, the talent of local artists around us. And a friend of mine named Betty Botts, who is also an incredible artist, introduced mm-hmm. me to um, to her niece, who designed this beautiful um, phoenix for us. You know, we we wanted somebody who could take this vision, and we described, you know, how we felt about it. And, and she did kind of this Native American look with it, which... I really love, and that's a big I love part of too. her artwork, and as well as yeah, right. Betty. So I just want to give a American. shout out for her. Yeah, it does she's have done a, a couple of other bands. It. Yeah, it's like yeah, very it's beautiful. She's super really talented. beautiful. Yeah, this is so really, really, really cool. Yeah, thank you to her, and 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 thank you to you guys for this beautiful music. Why don't we talk about that? Your music now. Yesterday, I know I talked to you, and you guys were doing sound check and doing some rehearsal. <laughs> I know that you um, released this one. This is like a pre-release. It has one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven, seven tracks on it. And you are currently working on the rest of them, and you're going to plan on releasing this, I believe you said, at the end of the summer, right? We're releasing the official release date is September 1st. It's a Tuesday. Oh, yay. So, um, awesome. September 1st, Tuesday. Um, we It is going to be released as in the EP. It's called Death to the Beautiful by Beauty for okay. Ashes. Um, Death by, to the Beautiful is the fourth track on the album, and it's it really talks about some of the issues that we've been Love previously discussing. And um, it's it's probably the most mellow on the album um, or the EP. But then, yes, we do have, you know, new music that we have been working on. Um, everybody in our <clears throat> band is just so talented and so great at contributing their talent. Everybody, it's really a, use the phrase, but collective, how everybody writes together. Um, no, it's cool. EP, the EP was written, you know, I I would bring the songs to Shane and be like, here's my acoustic version of, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and he um, he and um, the producers that we worked with, well, Shane produced it, um, and I produced it with Jonathan Beckner <laughs> um, out of Real to Real. And... Uh-huh. Um, Atlanta or Jonesboro actually actually where some original collective soul stuff came out of. So we had a lot of talent around us. Um and, you know, it just it really fell together beautifully. I I had admired <coughs> Shane for, you know, many years before I even knew that I would, you know, become a spy for, you know, meet him or, you know, have a faith understanding with him and a creative connection. So, um, it really, yeah, we're really excited about it. And we're, you can also get our single, Never Thought, on iTunes. It's Never Thought by Beauty for Ashes. Oh, cool. That's good to know. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's just the first single that we've, we've put out there. And, and that's, that's about absolute love. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I think I told you that I just thought all the songs are just so different. They all have such a different <laughs> feeling to it. And I just can't wait to hear what you guys are going to finish up with on this. And um, 
Uh, are you planning on touring at all or doing any um, appearances or anything like that soon? Yes, we have um, a show um, with the Dallas Fashion Riot on July 24th. Should be really, oh, nice. really fun. Um, there is a a festival we're doing in the middle of August. I believe it's the 13th through the 15th. It's another. Um, I think it's called the Plunge Festival. I'll have to. I'll have to. It's going to be on our website. But yeah, we've got three big dates coming up, and then we're also going to be um, traveling a little bit in the fall, and we're going to update that tour tour list along with our our EP release on our website, which is um, going to be relaunching next week with all of our merch and Beauty for Ashes fashion. and um, Oh, I can't wait for that. Stuff. That's going to be so <laughs> cool. And again, I'm going to get a really line. Too. Hey, really Beauty for Ashes music. Yeah, You're coming out here. I already, I've already, I've already put that out there. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Out here in California, and there's a couple. Hey, I tell really you, be there bad. Here. Oh yeah, no, there's a <laughs> there's Watton a couple country, right? really amazing venues up here, and also in the Napa area, and in LA, of course, obviously. But you know, um, there's some just really Napa's amazing always- places. Yeah, there's the City Winery, it's called, and that would be a really amazing place for you guys to play. And I put that out there, too. I think it was uh, your manager, um, Teresa, right? No, that's Deborah Milliken. Deborah, Deborah, yeah, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah calls in. I asked her to call in. Deborah, are you listening? Deborah, you're there. Call in. She is. I'm sorry. I'm like my, my 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 mind went blank today. It's just like one of those days. But um, she, uh, what an amazing person she is. I talked to her on the phone, and we talked about you guys. And um, I mentioned a couple different menus up here. And I know that I'm going to try to hook her up with the people that are booking talent for that place and get you guys in there because it would be really great to have you here. So tell me about the merch stuff that you guys are coming out with. I hope you're coming out with T-shirts with this logo because this is beautiful. Oh, yes. Yeah. We've got those. Those are going to be up on there. We've got really cute girly tanks and crop tops. Oh, nice. Then we've got some big comfy shirts so you can, you know, just hang out either way in your tank mm-hmm. or in your oversized tee. Um, super soft, by the way. We made sure to make everything super soft. And are um, so and cute. Merkinized cotton, right? Merkinized cotton. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be, you've got to have that really soft feeling. That's me, like, whenever yeah. I went to a great show, like, you know, Radiohead, it was just, like, the softest cotton T-shirt. Lady Gaga, uh-huh. soft cotton. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what matters totally. to me when I wear something. And um, uh-huh. Shane has incredible style as well, and so oh, he's got a line. You do, Shane. I do. Drummer boy, actually, yeah. It's a concept of, uh, you know, just sort of taking, you know, what I do and um, kind of putting it on, uh, you know, building a logo logo and just putting it on some merch, doing what happens, you know. Well, he's got these wristbands. This is more sports, urban. He's got hats, wristbands. The wristbands are incredible everybody who's an artist or who's just working out what everybody needs a wristband especially a 
Awesome. In the summertime. He's a drummer like my husband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's great. So, um, you play now, tennis in it or golf? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> tennis, <laughs> golf, no, thank you. No. Yeah. Dane's amazing no. at golf. I tried Dane's really golf, good. But, um, that that was that's another story. I did a Playboy golf show one day. You can listen Yay. to that one. That one's kind of fun. Yeah, that we was should fun. play that. that. Was pretty funny. <laughs> we did. I was on the. I was one of the Playboy golf um, people that worked with Playboy golf. We went around did. Um, we did. We played golf and stuff like that. That was a couple years ago. Not now. Not in this life. Were you a bunny? <laughs> No, I wasn't a bunny. <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. I um, I I could have been, but didn't go there. Didn't want to do that. Yeah. You know, it was like like he said, like that dark side. You know, I was I was always really gearing towards like you know having a little bit of um having to be respectful of myself. Plus, you know, I was a single parent. So, you know, for me, I had to set an example for my daughter. So that was really important to me, you know. But um, It's all about everybody's comfort levels and what they're doing and why they're doing it and being true to yourself. And to God, I mean, you know, it's about, like, where you are with yourself and is it artistic, is it... Demeaning, mm-hmm. you know, you have to think about those things as a female in a little bit different yeah, way. No, 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 no. Totally you that, do, and especially when you're a parent, too, and you're a single parent, you know, you've got to really think, what is my daughter going to think about when she sees pictures of me, you know, 10 years from now or whatever, five years from now, what are her friends going to mm-hmm. say or whatever like that? So there you go, you know, but... I believe I in it that as if it's Venus de Milo beautiful, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, you know, just like depicting classical standards of beautiful, you know, creation and art. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists in Atlanta, like Todd Murphy and David Rams. Um, they do incredible, incredible mixed-media art that focus on women, and it's mm-hmm. just absolutely beautiful. And I Barbara have nothing Woods, against too. And I have nothing against being a Playboy bunny. Um, I mean, a lot of my friends were Playboy bunnies, but I just wasn't ready to take it all off, okay? Let's just say that, okay? I wasn't ready to don't take it all off. Tail. I don't know. I'll wear the ears. Maybe a bikini. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. A bikini and ears are okay. Yeah, that's right. I hear rabbit um, ears are in style now, like Ariana Grande wearing them and... <laughs> yeah, oh, Cat she's ears. so beautiful. God, what an amazing artist she is! I was blown away beautiful. from her music. Yeah, really, um, really beautiful talk- range. Yes, I want to talk about your music um, that you actually you guys are doing now. Um, you do a lot of writing, and we opened up with the song "I," and mm-hmm. I know that on the website. You talk about each song and what it means to you and the intention behind the song. And I know you do a lot of the writing. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit more about how you and Shane both are able to work together collectively and then um, how this compares for you, Shane, um, with Collective mm-hmm. Soul, with how you, you know, were playing with them and touring and doing the music and this and that when it was like, 
pretty normal for you. And now here you've got this beautiful project in front of you. And um, what you guys, what, what's your what's your focus point on this and your inspiration? Obviously, I know some of your inspiration, but tell our listeners a little bit about this new music. Well, you start, um, yeah, um, we'll both talk about it. Uh, they, all the songs were, I wrote them um, as far as lyrics and just, you know, singer-songwriter on my guitar or maybe messing around with, you know, basic, you know, recording procedures, logic pro tools, you know, on my own, or even garage bands in my closet <laughs> recording stuff. Um, and, you know, I've been, I've been writing and working on music uh, since I was about 14 professionally in the studios in Atlanta and learning from a lot of greats there and including uh, my husband. So uh, there's a lot to get up grasp there. So the EP is a collection of songs from, I would say, you know, a few years. And um, and Shane and I just got together. I would, you know, I would sit in his studio at his house in Atlanta, and I would just sit there, and he would, you know, give me this beautiful guitar to play. And I would play it, and I, he would just listen. And I guess at some point he, you know, picked songs from all these different places and really started putting just massive, you know, new sound to it, like adding just really, you know, up like an eye, all all the cool effects that you hear, um, you know, that that's not me. <laughs> the words are me, the, the chords are me, but the the how it sounds like, you know, it was produced by, by Shane and, and Jonathan Beckner and just all these incredible ideas of programming too coming from um a player that we play with a lot named Andrea Sosa. But Shane just really brought things to a different level. And so you have I, which is A-Y-E, meaning like yes, like in the Scottish <laughs> world. And, um, you know, it's talking about like, you know, it's, it's obviously talking about a very frustrating long-distance relationship that was inspired by uh-huh. a friend of mine. But it but it kind of parallels one day when I, when I woke up and I found the, the divine place. I found the Lord and, you know, talking to him and praying to him more i i was too early you know introduced to uh you know with catholic school and religion but truly having faith i've always had it but when i i came out of a period where just i noticed that i it seems like it's like being on the telephone with god and saying like i can't hear you where are you i want to feel you and um that can be you know parallel to a relationship you're having with anybody in your life. And so, you know, if you're trying to open up that communication line, how do you do it? You know, whether it be a lover, whether it be a friend, whether it be God, you know. Mm-hmm. It just, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what that song's about. And so saying I over and over, at first I'm speaking about like I, 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 I'm aggravated, but then I'm resolving and saying that I, yes, I can finally hear you. So yeah, no, that's powerful. That's very powerful. That's and, what it's about, um, and there's a prayer in the middle of it, and it's you know asking for forgiveness. I heard that. 
Yeah. Sometimes we ask for we. Sometimes we know when we're like you know being a little bit uh, mischievous. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> My husband might have a different word for me. He keeps me in line, but. Um, <laughs> sometimes we know, when and sometimes we don't know. <laughs> and sometimes we don't know, but you know, I I just talk about this like, for we know not what we do, we know not what we do, but forgive us, Father. And it feels good in singing that. Um, I don't know. That's one of my favorite songs to perform. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful song, and um, the prayer is really amazing too. And um, thank you. I think it's it's so brave for you have written that and I know that you talk about like I said on your website every song has lyrics and you talk about the lyrics and what's behind the lyrics the intention behind it so that's really important now I wanted to ask both you and Shane um, who are some of the other people that are playing with you on this new with this new music could you tell me who they are Mike Dennis Hello? Um, that's yeah. that's um, that's our guitar player. Um, on the record, okay. you heard was Andreas Sosa, Shane on the guitar, and Jason Fowler. Shout okay. out to Jason Fowler and Jonathan Beckner. So you heard a multitude of talent that oh, that's came in. Awesome. And then, but so, our our core band who we just and who we write with right now, we're really experiencing an incredible, you know, this is Beauty for Ashes is Shane Evans, Kelsey Hamilton Evans, Mike Dennis, and Patrick Smith. So um, it's, we really have an, it's, I don't know, I don't, we feel so blessed to, you know, work and write with the people that we do. Cause they bring, it's more bluesy what we're writing lately. We've got that Texas uh, rock blues thing going right now that we're just that's what you're going to hear coming out soon um, but an adage to the rock that we already have so it's real heavy backbeats that Shane always does and just these really heavy bass riffs and heavy guitars mm-hmm. so it's really fun and exciting especially to be a female singing on top mm-hmm. of all that like masculinity <laughs> it's fun because it's challenging to, you know, you want to, you just, it's it's always like this really exciting battle um, when you're performing and writing. Um, and it's just, you know, you push yourself out of the cage, out of the boundaries. And so it's been a really exciting time uh, writing all our new material. We have about six new songs. Writing, am, writing a lot absolutely. of times is like taking pieces of the puzzle. You take like uh-huh. a bunch of puzzle pieces and throw it on the table, and then you sort of sit down and figure out which pieces fit. That's like what songwriting is amongst you know a group of people. It's a lot like that. Yeah, it's like one of us will come and be like, "I've got this riff," and another one will come along and be like, "Well, I've got this lyric, just one word or two words," and that can change the whole the whole writing process of where we all do it. And, you know, to us, the biggest thing before, like when I met Shane, I was just kind of like, I'm the writer. Rah, 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 rah. And it was all about like just all these songs. Oh, you're so funny. Oh, God. Yeah. But, you <laughs> funny. know what I mean? But I've been writing, I've been writing wow. since I was a little, little girl. And, and I took hints from all the musical influences that I grew up with. Um, a lot of them whom were in the, the book. Um, uh-huh. The, 
rock and a hard place. I mean, I took a lot of, you know, music influences from all those people. And then I took a lot from a lot of R&B and soul and to also a lot of torch singers and Bob Dylan. So just my writing style, and I've also written some Spanish songs. So I came to the table with, you know, way too much material. <laughs> and um, it's really exciting to be working with people who all have ideas, you know, mm-hmm. and like first meet to another place where I'm saying, oh, well, I want you to do this on the guitars or I want you to do this. They are now saying, well, I want you to do this. And I love that. That, like, really, I, it's a wholesome group of artists. And, uh, That's awesome. It feels amazing. Yeah. Everybody's so yeah, passionate wanted- about it. No, that's that's really important, and you know that's what I was going to ask each of you. I want to ask um, first you, Kelsey. Um, what was your what were you listening to when you were younger, and what were your influences for your music? And then I want to ask Shane the same thing because I know Shane, you came from Collective Soul, and now you're doing this. And mm-hmm. I want to kind of know where everybody's interest started, and who your mentors were, and how you got got where you are today. So, Kelsey, why don't you tell me what were you listening to when you were younger, and how did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Well, it um, it started off with my dad's taste in music, um, you know, what your parents play around you. And um, uh-huh. I have a very musical family. All of my uncles are insanely talented musicians. Um, oh, but cool. my dad really, you know, road trips, uh, rides to school, whatever we were doing, he was always playing very heavy R&B um, and some of it R&B gospel and like Etta James, Aretha Franklin, some Willie Nelson, um, Roy Orbison, Bobby Darin, um, Sam Cooke. Um, so I, and th- it sounds like a change is going to come. And then and so I moved from that into listening to Nina Simone and things like that. And then And then one day I found out what rock music was. I was I was watching VH1 or something like when they used to play videos. It was VH1 and MTV. I'd alternate. My sister would watch MTV, and you know it'd be that heavy, heavy like I don't know. It was like 80s rock bands that I didn't quite get, and she was totally into Motley Crue. So I heard a lot of that when I was little, but it wasn't you know truly influenced by it. And then all of a sudden, there comes a time period where. Uh, I think Tori Amos, Jewel, Collective Soul, Stone Temple Pilots, Red Hot Chili Peppers, those in the Cranberries, uh, and Linda Perry, Born on Blonde, and Bjork, and Madonna. All those people just slammed the music scene. And then Fiona Apple, and then let's not forget, no doubt, and Gwen Stefani, you know, talk about a powerful front woman. So Gwani's amazing. She's amazing, Gwani's so amazing. Yep. Yeah, and it's like I just saw her develop so much as a writer and then Tori Amos just uh just, I mean I I uh, I love her. Yeah, and Al- and Alanis Morissette too. She was really critical I think she too. Alanis had this thing like with my raw feeling. And I in terms mm-hmm. of York, like um, I have similar yeah. rate ranges to them, and um, and then Fiona Apple with her moodiness. It was just a period of great rock and also two strong female singers, kind of like what I think is happening right now. Um, 
there's a lot of strong females out there right now, like St. Vincent and Lord um, and Lana Del Rey, you know, they're all across the board and, and uh, Haley Williams. And you're just seeing strong, strong females. And I'm really enjoying that um, because I, you know, I, I know what it's like to be a female in the music industry. So I'm just so glad that I had all these influences. But then there was these rock bands. Uh, there are these rock bands like Stone Temple Pilots, Collective Soul. Like I think the, the first time I saw the Shine video, I was like, okay. And it was in conjunction with like Jewel or something. I was like, okay, I, I found, I think that that I really want to like tear up a guitar and sing and just <laughs> act crazy. That's cute. By and tearing up a guitar, I think she means play well. Look what you did to and her. Look what you did to her, Shane. She wants to tear her guitar up. No, she did. Man, don't like, be tearing I mean, my guitars up. Well, not, I mean, just, I really want to be, you know, I just, I saw like, you know, like four dudes like playing guitars, basses, and then now I know that like Shane plays every instrument that there is. And then there's this just rock and drummer, and it was in this barn, or I don't know where you guys were, Hayfields. But I was like, that is so righteous, <laughs> man. Like in the middle. And so um, Lenny Kravitz and Collective Soul, this 90, 99X is this fabulous radio station in Atlanta that really influenced a lot of us in the 90s and changed a lot of bands' lives, I'm sure. And um, so I was listening to that all the time. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is this local band, you know. And then so my first show was, Clutch uh, of Soul, Lenny Kravitz, and the Toadies. And oh, the wow. Fox Theater. And somebody, oh, this wow. roadie, or it was, it was Shane's drum tech, gave me his drumstick. <laughs> I was like 10 years old or something. <laughs> and, oh, that's funny. And so yeah. then later on in life, I'm just gambling on about music, talking about my beefs with the industry. This was like two years ago. And Shane and I have become friends on Facebook. I don't really even remember how or when, but, um, you know, he just spoke into me about how to just, like, you know, thicken up my skin and be a strong woman and make sure that I have my band together and really just started mentoring me. Um, and it really just, because I, I was kind of on a pop path. I was listening to producers who were like, you should be like this, and blah, 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 blah. And I had this... Mm-hmm single that came out that I just really wasn't proud of. And um just because it was it wasn't true to who I am and I let uh-huh. else write it. And um Shane was just like he just was there for me like when I was just really kind of having an artistic crisis as well as a faith crisis. I was like, how am I gonna be in this industry and do the right things? So and work with the right people and really choose and say what I think and what I feel and the experiences that I've been through. How can I just really use music for the right thing and love it? And Shane really helped me out with that. And um, then we just started working on music together. Never did I imagine we would get married and all that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's such I, a like, great gave story. gave a drum back. I gave him his drumsticks back. They're actually ones he like Good. designed. 
I was like, baby, I, I've got to come out of the closet about something. Uh, I've got some memorabilia <laughs> from an old show. And <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Nikki gave me these. And so, you know, he's got those now. The drumsticks have, you know, they're, oh, they're that's here. Funny. The first, like, little, little did I know when oh. I got those that that's me, my future husband. No. Oh, that's amazing. Look at you guys. Listen to you guys. That is funny. That's cute. That's really cute. <laughs> Did you know this, Shane? Well, it's probably How like awesome. little, every little girl's dream, you know, go get, you know, drumsticks from a show, which I didn't even ask for. They just gave them to me. Like, the, Mickey came up to me after a show, and my sister was like, uh-huh. oh, this is my sister's first concert, so they're like, oh, I'm going to go get drumsticks. And they're like Shane Superstroke, I think jazz period <laughs> sticks. But, um, but yeah, 15 years later, here you go, baby. <laughs> there you guys are. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And, and, and that's just such a great story. And, Shane, you probably got to hear some things you didn't know, huh? Yeah, I was like, "Cool, man." That's so cute. No, that's cute. What about you, Shane? No, 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 Shane. Where, what? Um, how did you get into music? What were you doing when you were younger, and what were you listening to? And how did how did this all happen for you? Oh man, I grew up on rock and roll. I mean, it was to me like, you know, like like Kelsey said earlier. You know, when we're really young, um. You know, I'd say from year zero to ten, like, we are very influenced by what our parents play. And, of course, my mom loved Elvis Presley, you know. So <laughs> I'd hear tons of Elvis and, you know, Frank Sinatra and the real great Frank singers. Sinatra was another great influence. Ugh. Oh, yeah, amazing. Just you know, so I would hear sports. this music flowing through the house, and that's kind of how it came about. But my mom, she loved to listen to pop, radio, and rock, too. So I... uh I don't know, I had an older brother that, you know, my older brother, Scott, He he's a musician too, and, you know, he's like, check this out, and he played ACDC for me, and it's like, you know, it just started blowing my mind. I started listening to, you know, Zeppelin and The Who, all the great rock bands, Rolling Stones, and I knew that's, that's the genre of music that, like, I related to most, and I felt like, wow, this, you know, rock is, is so... It's, it's the one genre of music for me that's not bound by anything. You can mix it with any type of genre, you know, and it works. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I grew up on those bands, and I don't know when it happened for me. I think, you know, maybe I was watching uh, the first Woodstock, you know, video, the first Woodstock, and Hendrix was playing the Star Spangled Banner, and I was like... Man, you know, I, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to play on stage in front of people. So I, from that moment, it's just about preparation, you know, how how good at the drums can I get, you know, and how, how much. Pretty freaking good. <laughs> well, it's like, how, you know, how, and it just came easy for me. Drums, it's really weird. It's like when I sat down behind the drums, it just, it made sense to me. You know, it's it's kind of like, and I'm not going to say I'm any kind of prodigy because, believe me, I could be a lot better drummer than I am. But I sat behind the drums, and it's like I was playing immediately. You know, my parents got me a drum kit when I was nine years old for Christmas, and it was a huge surprise because I thought I wasn't going to get them. You know, I got the whole story. Well, they're too expensive. We can't afford them. 
so I ended up getting drums, and I, you know, that that first day of having them was just like, it was like mesmerizing to me. And I, I played, drove my parents crazy that Christmas. I played like nine hours straight. They were just amazed at how well I could do it. They're like, "Wow, we didn't understand that you were you actually really have talent for this." And you know, I'd already started music programs in school, um, which are so important. And we pray for the funding to. Um, regain in Atlanta with the music programs in school. Yeah, we hear there's like there. trouble with that. So we uh, we would like to, you know, I just want to send a shout out to anybody out there that has to make a decision regarding whether or not to have music programs in their schools. Do it. Your lifesavers. Yeah, you got to give your kids that option, man. You know, um, but for me, my parents are very encouraging. You know, they they totally encouraged me to pursue it. I guess they they heard something, you know, in what I was doing, and and so they believed in me as much as I did, you know. So it's that was huge growing up for me to have their support. And you know, when you're a musician, hey, all of a sudden you're hanging around musicians, you know. So all my friends in school, you know, Will Will Turpin, the bass player from Seasoul, he's been my best friend since you know, junior high school, um, maybe even before that, maybe it was middle school when we first we first started connecting. But, you know, his dad yeah, owned the great. studio in Stockbridge. Yeah. yeah, and me and Will would spend He's hours gone. down there at that studio learning to... what to do. Yeah. Wow. He's been on the show That's... a couple times. Real to yeah. Real is the studio that um, it's uh, Steve Rawls and, and Bill Turpin, Will's dad, um, that's their studio, and it's it's such a fun little playground. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really talented so group many, of people there. Yeah, incredible people there, and it's just it, making our EP out of there was the biggest blessing we could have ever had, really. Mm-hmm. So, Go ahead, baby. Well, what do you remember as your – what was one of your first um, – Performances? Did you play in high school and stuff like that? Did you play music? I can send or... a picture of one of his first performances. Oh, it's super adorable. So, you're so bad. It's you're like, like guitar. Like a... You're playing the guitar, the bass. Will gave me these pictures. <laughs> I don't even think my husband was aware. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna post some good ones with them. I think oh, for no. shows and oh no, surfing and 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 <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I think I need shop. to have. I need to have final final approval on this. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want oh, any weird funny. haircuts to get out there and people go, "Whoa, dude, what's up with that?" You yeah, I've seen some of the older pictures. <laughs> oh, just I wanted to let you guys know too. I've extended the show a little bit, and I just want to let everyone know this is um, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and today we have I'm talking about Ken Mansfield Rock in a Heart Place, and um, we're also talking to Shane Evans and. Kelsey Hamilton Evans, Evans. and we're talking about <laughs> Beauty for Ashes, yeah, and uh, Collective Soul and the new music and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and this has been really amazing. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions, and again, if you missed the beginning of the show, it'll be available afterwards on iTunes, and I've also posted a link to Ken's book and also beautyforashesmusic.com and I would really suggest if you missed the beginning of the show to listen to it afterwards on iTunes or on demand on Red Velvet Media 
because it's an amazing show, and there are quite a few people listening live. So I want to say cool. to everyone out there that's listening, yeah, that, um, you know, this is really a really Thank important you, show to me. Thank you, music lovers. No, I, you know, you're so cute. This is a really important show because, to me, I love Ken, Ken and I love his first book or his second book that he's done, and I love his ministry and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I heard about you, both, both of you, from Marshall, and I really was excited to be able to have you on. And I am a huge fan of Collective Soul and also some of the other bands you mentioned. Kelsey, that's so funny. Stone Temple Pilots, definitely. Um, you know, oh God. stuff like that. Just, oh yeah. I mean, no, seriously. I, I don't mean, think that's like my heart. Get enough of them. What's that album that we love the most? I think maybe it's like a, what is it? Their fourth what? or their fifth? Stone yeah, Temple Pilots. Number, well, I know Lenny Kravitz put out a record called Number Five, but uh, I'm not, I'm not sure love, what that record is. Love Lenny Kravitz. Too. Love Lenny yeah. Kravitz too. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. God. So, he's like a, he's I know. A, a whole other world. He's like he's fantastic. But Stone Temple Pilots and Radiohead and, and Perfect Circle. Um mm-hmm. that really was a strong like love and influence of Shane and, and my influence when we were recording Beauty for Ashes um, EP, mm-hmm. Death of the Beautiful, which is being released on September 1st, a Tuesday, to mark your calendars. Um, but we really, those bands were really having a big effect on us, as well as a few Latin artists. We got millions of Spanish music and some rap. Uh, Don't you love the Gypsy Kings? Do you like the Gypsy Kings? Oh, my God. I can't believe you Are brought that up. Like, yeah, there's yeah, one like, song I, I, they I, do. So many of their songs. I actually sing a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of that gypsy. Do you? So it's, oh, yeah, it's really, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I you noticed you. from the EP, but we're really Spanish influenced. So we have a lot of Latin and, and gypsy and cultural influences and Indian even was, in some places. Yep. There was one song they did. I can't remember the name of it, but it's so beautiful. It makes you want to cry, you know. It's um, is it called I, gosh, I wish I remember. I think that is it, yeah. It's just so Una beautiful. Yeah, yeah, like this is, yeah. It's so powerful. I was also really influenced by Shakira before she, like, blew up in the United States. Yeah. And so I learned, like, all of her songs, like, from her first album, Pies Descalzos. And I used to go play those, which means bare feet. And I used to, when mm-hmm. I was, like, 14, I used to play those for the Spanish classes in my school. So it was just singing and learning how people communicate in other languages, how mm-hmm. intense and, I don't know, more powerful. They have words that we don't have, you know. And, no, that, um, is, that is so true, Kelsey, because I've traveled and um, being in Africa and uh, being is one example when I, you know, listening to the people there singing their native tongue and singing their native songs, and then also then spending time around the Hopi Indians or around, oh wow, you know, um, a different culture completely. Like when I was in Morocco, that was a trip. Um, well, Shane you can know, tell you because, about that too. Yeah, yeah I know. Really. I know Shane. Yeah. I know you spent some time in Morocco. I have too. I, I've spent a lot of time in Morocco. Um, 
and uh, I got to see both sides of Morocco, and it was really interesting for me. My favorite part of going to Morocco was not only the food, but the kite market, the market with all the kites. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I'll send a shout-out to my Moroccan friends. <laughs> said, yeah. Said and TV. Yeah. What you, if you guys are listening, hey, what's up? I don't know what time no. it is in Morocco. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. know what? This show will be on iTunes as a download, as a podcast. Anybody can listen to it afterwards. Um, I wanted to ask you guys before we end the show, because uh, this has been so much fun. Um I wanted to ask both of you, think about this. Do you guys want to end the show with a prayer? Would you like to do that? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I would like to end the show with a prayer and then how to build a bond. Yeah, and then we're going to end the show with how to build a bond. (laughs) Why don't you tell our listeners about that song? Doesn't that sound funny, (laughs) saying that together? I know. But there's beautiful bombs, like prayers that just ignite Mm -hmm. everything around them and light the world up. And then there's there's emotional catharsis and explosions of people's chemistry together. And, I don't know, a moment in music that is ignited at one time, then there, and it's that moment. I live in the moment now Mm -hmm. because it once might be gone. Yeah, that's very true. A lot of the places that it's really sad because some of the places that I have visited, and I know you could probably both relate to this, some of them are gone now. It's just so yeah. sad. Um, but, and that's also you know. true for, like, relationships. Like, I'm a big I'm a big proponent of AdoptedLandmine.com, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. It's a help landmine removal. Mm-hmm. But, um... The I kind of the song is about a metaphor, you know, between an explosive relationship or an explosive chemistry and people's nature to build something just to burn it down. It's kind of you know I think some parts of human nature are a bit destructive, even to our own world and our own environment. And mm-hmm. um, the but it's also you know it's it's talking about too how like we might take our land for granted. We also might take our moments in time with each other for granted, and um, that's really what it's about. It's as literal yeah. and as you know. It, it. It. I don't know. That song was like a five-minute song. It hit me all of a sudden, but <laughs> it. Um. It. I don't know. I just. I felt like. I don't know. You two is gonna dismantle one. I guess we'll build one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I hear you on that one. Um, I totally agree with you, and I think that how to build a bomb, yeah, it could be, like, about so many things, like you're a catalyst for so many different things. Yes. today, Today I hope that we are inspiring some people out there to really go after, you know, their wishes and their dreams and really do it from a a place of good intention. And, again, if you find yourself that you really need to talk to somebody or you tuned into the show and you felt like there's a little bit of a recovery process you need to go through, you know, reach out. There's some really great hotline numbers I'll be posting. And um, 
You guys can be found on Facebook, right? Rock yeah. and All Heart. Um, your uh, Beauty for Ashes is on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the Beauty for also, Ashes. Um, and also, you know, Shane and I both have pages. People frequently reach out to Shane for, you know, a lot of the experiences he's been through. Um, so there's his page. I'm just throwing you out there, baby. And um, and then my page as well, which is Kelsey Hamilton Evans. Um, I it's pretty out there the the pictures. So you know me. I love your pictures. I love your pictures. They're beautiful, <laughs> and I love your ma. I love. Oh my gosh, I love the Marie Antoinette pictures. Those are awesome. Oh, that was such a fun shoot. I've I've been modeling since a little little girl. That's actually how I bought uh-huh. my first guitar. Was from modeling money when I was eight. But um, oh, that's funny. I, I've had a very strong, like, you know, work ethic inspired by my mother and my father since I was a little girl. And I'm a creative, but this Marie Antoinette was an absolute wonderful time. And it won, it's actually won several awards um, and can be featured in some of the graphist award books. Um, I'll post a link to that as well, but that was one of the most beautiful Exciting. I love those rich. pictures. Those are great pictures. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and Redville like Red is on Facebook. You. Yeah, no, it is. It's, they're great pictures. I love it. And you're kind of a chameleon. You go from having the red hair, the blonde hair, and Shane, the purple hair, you the just black hair. look like a very happy person. You are. <laughs> you look, you hey. look like a happy guy now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Very happy, sexy drummer I have. Oh. And he's everybody else's too, but I have to say. Biggest fan there. <laughs> Listen to that. Did I hear a dog barking? Is that a dog? A little we puppy? do have a new member of the family, yeah. <laughs> I Nala. saw the Nala. Nala puppy. Nala, mm-hmm. what a great name. Aw. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? She's a, um, and always rescue animals, everybody. She was a oh, rescue. Yeah, yeah, no. Are you kidding? I'm totally into rescue animals. It's really important, I think, that we do that because you never know. And that's unconditional. And Nala's about to have do. a big Facebook page for German Siberian Husky mixes. So, oh, awesome. She's going to have a little love page. Everybody can my love friend, on her. My friend, my friend has her dog, which has gone to the next doggy heaven. Um, now and he's got his own page. Um, can't remember what it's called. It's called Doggy Guru or something. Um, she's a really <laughs> cool water. She's a water advocate, really huge water advocate in LA. And she has a dog. She has a lot of rescue animals. And she, when when he went to the next place, she created this whole page for him and a little memorial card. I mean, that's how dedicated they are to their animals. It's really cute. Oh, so, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It really is. Um, so before we play How to Build a Bomb, I want to say to everyone out there listening, um, thank you so much for tuning in. It's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. Um, make it a really beautiful weekend. And uh, Kelsey and Shane, do you want to end the show with a, a prayer of some sort? Yeah. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Okay. And then we'll play how to build a ball. Sign on this. You want to pray, baby, or? I'll go and then you can append to it. Okay, go ahead. Everybody can add anything they want. 
Yeah. Um, we just we just thank you, Lord, for um, this time that we've had with everybody on the air with Holly. Um, we thank you for our relationships with each other and being stronger every day and being braver to admit our weaknesses and to take strength and our strengths and be proud of those strengths and use that as courage to power through any time that is um, enduring or feels scary because remember fear is just false evidence appearing real and there's a greater light than that and I I pray that everybody who hears this prayer or people maybe who are missing it right now and who need this just feel invigorated with the love of the divine light that is within them. Yes, Lord, Heavenly Father. Yeah, I want to say a prayer. Heavenly Father, I just uh, lift the families I lift the families up of uh, the church in South Carolina that was yes. recently stricken. Lord, oh, just, yeah. just lift the families up, Lord. I just pray that uh, that you would help those hearts out there to heal and recover from such a tragedy, God. And and all the tragedies in the world, Lord, I just pray that that you would uh, bring the hearts of the children victims. to their father and the fathers to the children, Lord. That's what your scripture says. and. And we stand on that, God. We stand on your promises, and we thank you for your many blessings that we receive in our family. And uh, I lift all this up in the name of Jesus Christ. He's, he's the man. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for being part of my day and part of my life, really, seriously. Thank you. And I'm going to see you guys when you come out here. And um, that really touches me and my heart place, too. And um, I hope you guys have a really beautiful weekend and happy Father's Day to all the fathers happy out there. Yes, yeah, and happy fa- happy Father's Day to all the mothers that are out there that are acting as a father, and right. to anybody yes. out there taking on the role of a father. It's really important, and vice versa with mother with women taking men taking on the role of a mother. Never know who might be out there, and so with that, we're and gonna I want to show with how to build a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I thank me. my dad real quick? I just want to thank my of dad thank for being such a yeah. an amazing father and for giving me the the strength and the the ethic and the commitment and passion, as well as my mother for all of their love and support. And I wish you a happy mm-hmm. Father's Day. Awesome. Well, with that, we're going to end with How to Build a Bomb. And, again, this has been Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. We've had Shane Evans and also Kelsey. We also had uh, Marshall Terrell on earlier with Ken Mansfield book, Ken Rock in a Hard Place. And we've been talking about Beauty for Ashes. And, again, this will be on iTunes afterwards. And for everyone, again, it's Friday. Have a beautiful weekend and uh, make it a good one. And thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. All right. We love you. I love you guys. All right. Love you guys. I love you too. She's the one to build a fire. He's the one to put it out. We only want to take you higher. Build you up just to
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.